Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Roomies at the Movies for part two of our Grand Couch <laughs> special. <laughs> maybe this should actually have been the episode where we use sound effects. Oh, man. <laughs> It would have been so funny. Well, next time. You yeah, better tune in next time because you're not going to get this this time. Oh, we can experiment with it in the future, maybe. Mm. I don't know. I'm actually kind of intimidated about <laughs> using um, sound effects. I don't know yeah. how. I feel like I would miss the beat. Yeah, me know? too. And it can go wrong quite <laughs> easily. How are you today, Elizabeth? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm just chilling. Yesterday, I didn't do much. So today, I feel like a newborn baby. That's amazing. <laughs> Ready to get some stuff done. What about you? I'm good. Weather is still amazing in Amsterdam. Um I actually was so, you know, at peace with myself. And this day so far, it went really smoothly that I unfortunately forgot about the recording time for today. <laughs> and I showed up mm, a little bit late. But that's all right, because here we are today. Um, and I'm so excited for this episode. Last one was really fun, even though I must shamefully admit that I have not watched an episode of your K-drama with a story oh. yet. I haven't. Have it's you okay. watched Unorthodox? A There's bit? only been like four days in between. Yeah, that like, we have to, we have to we clarify. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, usually we would record like two weeks after. Yeah. But today, we, since it's a part two, we decided to just. And we were in get the flow. Done. So. Yeah. So, um, wait, sorry. What was your question? <laughs> did you watch Unorthodox? Probably not. No, right? I did not. Yeah. I continued watching Vikings. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> oh, I'm almost at season five already. I, I have issues, honestly. But yeah, I'm at season five of uh, Vikings. I feel like I watched something else, but I don't quite remember. I want to ask the, the listener something. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> probably most of you are based in Amsterdam. Can someone please tell us what those viking fighting dancing singing situations in Rembrandt park are if anyone because the other day this weekend i was in Rembrandt park yeah, and i Sunday. saw a very big group of people that was performing some viking dances some viking fighting choreographies they had like wooden shields and stuff like that and then i passed by again when i left and like they were standing in little groups of people like touching each other's shoulders all everyone was wearing a mask though. that was really impressive and um they were singing these kind of spiritual old songs which was a little bit estranging so and <laughs> we were we were trying to find information about because after that i told elizabeth about that because i was like oh my god it's like viking <laughs> you're gonna like it <laughs> i don't know and we tried to find some more information about this so if anyone we, we did not succeed we didn't find anything yeah. if anyone that's listening to this podcast has any clue what this is i would be very curious to know so please shoot us a message let us know although i think you can always take your passions a little bit too far but also i mean who knows maybe it, they didn't do it because they like vikings maybe they're like Maybe they just think it's cool. Yeah, maybe they're. It's really a little strange, it, but <laughs> yeah, it's a little strange. It's like people that play real life Quidditch. 
Yeah, yeah, we talked about that one. Yeah. It's a little weird, but it's strange. But whatever. you know, I think as long as you're not hurting anyone, like just as long as you're having a good time, have a good time, enjoy. Go your fight with your wooden shield. <laughs> Go for it. But I would be so curious to have some more information about this. Yeah. Okay, what's the deal for today? <laughs> so today we are um, essentially continuing where we left off. Um, last episode unfortunately <laughs> we were kicked out of the building so we had to come up with a second part and we made it on time though just for everyone yes. that was wondering about our little you know how we would be we made it on time just on time we saw the guy from the security house situation but we made it on time we made it and um yeah i think like It's actually great that we are doing a second part so we can mm -hmm. talk a little bit longer, especially because I felt like I wanted to talk more about unorthodox, but then yeah, we yeah, had yeah, to yeah, leave yeah. and it was just, ah, but whatever. We're here now and <laughs> we're going to continue with our little couch grand special, as Theresa yeah. called it. And um, Which is funny because we, ever, we never actually watch stuff on our couch. No, we watch it in bed, right? Our couch is kind of sucky as well. <laughs> uh, we got it on bowl for like a hundred euros. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it has served its purpose, I it, think. It has. We have watched it's pretty as well. like two movies on it. I we guess. watched Tarkovsky's, what was it? <laughs> the the space one. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. Solaris. I, we yeah, watched Solaris. that one. That was a long watch. Not great for that. Sofa. Yeah, halfway through, I must admit, I left. <laughs> I was just like, okay, see ya. I need to take like a, a little nap right now. But um, anyways, uh, I think we should jump straight into whatever we have to serve today. It's your turn, girl. It's your oh, turn, it's girl. Your yeah, own. yeah. Okay, well, then. <laughs> we, have, we have each two left, by the way, like yeah. two shows. So last time we actually wanted to introduce you to three shows that we each very much like and we want to pitch them to the other person to kind of convince them to watch them. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, then the time passed much quicker than we thought it would. <laughs> so we had to leave it after um, we only introduced one each, actually. Yeah. But for today, the aim is that The remaining two shows that we prepared for each other, we're going to pitch those. Yes. And it's going to be great. I have some really cool shows. Yeah, actually, I have maybe, I don't I don't know, maybe this is going to be a little bit unexpected for you. So I'm kind of excited I'm to curious. talk about this. I'm curious. So yeah, let's start straight away, I would say. Let's And, go. Um, the second show that I want to pitch to you, Theresa. See, now a sound And effect would be so cool. Like <laughs> <laughs> And uh, to the listeners is um, actually a documentary show oh. and also a Netflix original. Now, I am usually the person that's like, oh, Netflix original, I don't trust that a lot. But this one, I must say, is damn good. Like, so good. Like, it has made me cry, made me feel all sorts of emotions, like, inspired. And I think this is a great show for anyone, especially if you're reviewing it with maybe, like, your parents or someone okay. that you want to impress i would say this is a great pick like and your parents <laughs> i don't know but like i did watch this with like uh, i guess like um like my friend's parents at okay. some point um but yeah this a uh, show that i'm talking about is chef's table ah! and it's a documentary show that has like was released in 2015 created by david gelb on netflix and this show is phenomenal like i just think 
we need more shows like this to open people up to maybe um how should i put it areas and like of like cultural i don't even know what i'm saying at the moment <laughs> sorry like, <laughs> uh, to like just introduce people to new things that they are not familiar with and i think there's a big like stigma around fine dining i think a lot of people are like oh like fine dining i don't get it paying yeah, 300 me. euros to just eat like crumbles yeah. makes no sense at all i would and never do that for me i think this show can completely turn your opinion on fine dining upside down and okay. let me tell you why so in this show essentially you learn about renowned chefs all over the world like from different cultures um different backgrounds everything it can even like it's not necessarily fine dining like there's an episode um where it's like about this south korean monk okay like, you know and she cooks for the monks and it's all about how um they like i think they eat like completely vegan a the completely vegan diet okay and um she like essentially like the viewer is learning about like their culture culture and practices and um uh, it really tells about their passion and their journey how they got into cooking and why they're doing this and i think it's just so beautifully captured and told and everything about it just makes you like want to eat <laughs> not want to <laughs> eat but just want to give them a hug kind of oh, okay and want to like support them it's not necessarily a, uh, a show that will make you hungry, mm -hmm. even though it's about food. It m will make you emotional about food. It will make you think, oh, that soup my mom used to make me when I was a kid, like it suddenly it has so much more meaning to you. And you learn to really cherish like these experiences that you have with food. How is one episode, like each episode um, structured? Because I, I know about the show. I never watched a single episode though, actually, because... I don't know, like it wouldn't be my f my first pick, I guess. Mm -hmm. But like, can you tell me how do they do it? Like, how how is that? Are you, is it like a, a contestant show? But you say it's a documentary. Oh so no, I don't. Like, what all. is it? So, um, each I don't know. I we can we cannot we cannot call it an an anthology because it's not <laughs> an anthology. Damn, what a word! <laughs> no, because it's not like uh, fictional or anything. Yeah, yeah. But it is more about each episode introduces. A new person, so ah, it's not like reoccurring. A, one, someone, a cook or is a it cook, someone? A okay. cook or like a okay. restaurant. But usually there will be one main person who is like the chef, and um, they tell their story. So each episode is a new story. It's not like these uh, cooks don't meet. It's just like uh, one episode sense, about their story. Sense for itself. So one sense okay. for itself. Yeah. So you can like start at any season. It There's a matter. lot of seasons, right? In a lot of countries and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think they're like. What I read recently was like they're working on seasons seven and eight. Jesus Christ, yeah, people really a love lot, it. Yeah, a lot. And I I get why people love it. Like I used to watch this like with quite a lot of people. Like I would go to their house and I'd be like, should we watch this? <laughs> and we would. Like even their parents would jump in and be like, wow, what are you watching? This looks so interesting. It's so sophisticated. Okay. Like the cinematography is just also so immersive kind of. Um, we watched um, this film called Columbus that was mm -hmm. released in 2017. And 
I feel like some of the shots can be similar. You oh, know? that's cool. You, we never like, actually talked about Columbus. We were planning yeah. to make an episode about it, but then we didn't. <laughs> I think we mentioned last time. We should maybe. have like a private discussion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I actually don't know what you think about it. But um, um, that's true. Yeah, we yeah. decided to save it, but then yeah. we didn't get to it. But yeah, this show, I must say, Chef's Table has made me cry several times. What do you think about it? is it that makes you feel so strongly that makes you feel so attached like is there can you pinpoint it is there like a specific yes. element yes. that really you know because the, these people get so real about their struggles and about their journey it's essentially a lot about your journey as a chef and um like they talk about very personal uh moments of their lives that have um drastically changed the, their outlook on what it is to cook, what they do for other people. Like there's some cooks that um, actually have their own farm next to the restaurant and Damn. they source everything for the restaurant like that. That's impressive. Um, there's this one. Oh my God. This was one of my favorite episodes. This uh, cook in Chicago. He um, actually had tongue cancer. Oh. And this was when... A cook. Yeah. That's when so chemotherapy was just being developed. Like okay. in the very beginning. And he had tongue cancer and they told him he might never be able to taste again. Oh But my God, for a cook. <laughs> yeah. And Out he of all somehow, people. Somehow he. That sounds like it's fictional. That's crazy. Like life. <laughs> they just say life writes the best story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but I guess it's true. Yeah, that's you know, insane. and somehow he persevered through it and mm -hmm. he is still a cook. And like, for example, he is very imaginative with his a fine dining uh, program, I would say, because this show really shows that food is not meant to only feed you, make you full, but also make you feel things or give you an experience. And I would say through this, I learned that fine dining is not meant to be done when you're hungry, but it's more to be looked at as art and like a visit at the museum, an okay. expensive one. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like much more personal because it's being cooked for you, right? And it's like seasonal. I mean, most of the restaurants will have a seasonal menu, always developing. And I don't know if you guys have seen like BA Test Kitchen, but you know, they're <laughs> like, they develop recipes. And I mean, this is like a science and art. And I just think it's fascinating how, what they do. Like there's this guy that made a deconstructed um, ravioli soup. <laughs> I don't know. Then there's this guy who made like, I don't know, like this bread, but it looks nothing like bread, you know? And it's like, what? It's like a textural like experience. It like what you see deceives you. Like the, also this cook, actually the Chicago one. Uh, I'm so sorry. I don't remember his name, but I will post it on Instagram. Uh, he actually like created this dish that he puts on a pillow And inside the, the pillow is like rosemary scent. And every time you cut into your food, there's like a waft of rosemary coming to you. And then he has an edible balloon. And a, like he's like, why do we use plates? Fuck plates. Like, just, let's just use a table as your like plate now. And then he creates like this 
artwork. It looks like <laughs> abstract artwork on <laughs> your table. It sounds like I, I was just thinking like on a pillow, on a table without a place. It sounds like a recipe for disaster for me. <laughs> like, it But like they I do it. Know. It's also it doesn't get that messy. Surprisingly, I don't know. And then yeah, if I would do that, <clears throat> I think I would be in trouble. Yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe. You can you can get trained to eat at a fine dining restaurant. I don't know, but there's also this one cook from Brazil, and like you know, you look at these people. It's not necessarily like, oh, that I bet he's like a renowned chef, but they are like th these people like are so diverse and have so many different ways of cooking and just sharing. I guess through food, their emotional like journey and stories and i just think that's beautiful also like you know this this brazilian cook he had ice cream with <laughs> like some kind of ant on it what that has like a limey taste okay and i was like it just opened up so many possibilities for me i was like i want to taste all of it like i'm very i'm not a picky eater at all so i'm very open to many foods <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? I'm not a picky eater. I think you're hiding it very well. You're a picky eater, but you're hiding it very well. How? There's a lot wow. of things you don't like. I'm a little bit offended right now. <laughs> okay. Anyways, after being accused of such a terrible trait. <laughs> It's not a terrible trait. I'm just saying... That I think you're very good at hiding that. And you think that you're not a picky eater, but actually you are. <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay, we'll have a talk about this later, <laughs> Teresa. But, um, yeah, and I, d I, yeah. Anyways, I recommend this show because you will learn about more cultures, practices, and it's, it's like a very inspiring story every time. And it will make you want to look at food differently and also kind of learn to understand that fine dining is not just spending money to be fancy. It's actually like if you go there because you really care about the craft, I think it's worth it. And it's not just, I don't know, like blowing your money to just like show off or whatever. I think it's really like I would love to go there. Some of the restaurants, even the architecture has like, Meaning it's more like about the experience. It's more mean? about an experience. Yeah. It's about like art. Okay. And I think it's beautiful. And this show just hits the spot to really pull you in. Yeah, you're really passionate about it. Like, uh, your <laughs> yeah. eyes were lighting up. That's really cute. Interesting. Like, I don't know anything about that kind of, you know, like if you say like that that food is like an experience with like where every detail matters and stuff like that also interior i can imagine probably is important and stuff like that in her setting i never thought about it like that and i never yeah maybe i'm i don't know prejudiced <laughs> I, i think, think yeah that's interesting like i'm gonna watch an episode yeah i think it's a great episode also to just watch casually yeah. like you might think oh it's probably beautiful imagery too so right it, like yeah and it it's not It's emotional, yes, it might make you cry and whatever, yeah, but okay. it's not like I start an episode and I feel like I'm like super, super committed to just mm -hmm. like being there. Mm -hmm. It can be just like, oh, like evening, like before, like after dinner or whatever, and you, you want to watch something, but not like just like a nugget, I would say. Cool. And 
I think it's worth giving it a try. Nice. I will yeah. do. <laughs> I will do. You should recommend like you should recommend me one episode that yes, is the one we will that watch we'll the Chicago show. Okay, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> wow. Now my next suggestion makes yeah. me seem so stupid. No. Oh my god. Oh my now god. I feel all intimidated <laughs> because. I planned it well, right? Like in advance, yeah. I thought like, okay, I'm going to start with something really sophisticated and intellectual. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and I'm going to introduce unorthodox, yeah. which deals with important matters. And now my second one is more like a snack. Okay. And you already watched an episode. You know which one it is. Is it Jerks? No. Oh. Oh, jerks, you should watch it though. <laughs> hmm. yeah. What is no. it? It's the bull type. Oh, you already watched oh, an episode and you didn't yeah. like it, but I will convince you now okay. to give it another try. Because, okay, so actually The Bull Type, I would say, is the last show that I actually watched fully. Because right now I'm only, I'm not watching shows recently. That's like, a big I'm only thing. watching um, like late night shows really uh. recently. <laughs> like, I don't know. Today I watched Saturday Night Live from last weekend. It was really funny. If you know about the iceberg, uh, let me. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, the Bull Type is a is an American show, and it has four seasons actually. To this point, the fifth season is being made right now, and it's created by Sarah Watson. And one episode is about forty five minutes. Um, that is quite nice. And I like to say that the Bull Type is a little bit like a mixture between Sex and the City and The Devil Wears Prada, but in unproblematic and rather progressive. Um. It's really not, like, it's nothing sophisticated. It's something to snack away. And it basically just follows around the lives and the love's lives, the ups and down of um, Jane, Kat, and Sutton to three. <laughs> I wanted to say two friends, but obviously it's three friends. Yeah. Wow, I'm so all over the place. <laughs> it's okay. Jane, Kat, and Sutton, <laughs> who work at Scarlet Magazine in New York City. Um... It's just really cute, you know? It's like really chill and gossipy, but at the same time, it's also really casually and softly feminist. And it doesn't have, you know, it, it shows three strong female characters that are, that have a lot of interest. And it deals with um, f like their friendships, heartbreaks, the girls' love lives, and the, what it's like to live in New York City. But it also then from time to time comes around with topics like, um, what it means to, you know, be a young black woman in America today or what it feels like the one character has to freeze her ovaries at 25 because she tested positive for the BRCA mutation, which is actually something I didn't even know about before I watched the show. Um, and it actually affects one in 500 women. And if you have it, then you're like 50% more likely to get breast cancer. So it's actually a really wow. important issue. Yeah, and I did not know about that. And it also tackles topics like that, you know. So um, <clears throat> I feel like it always has a really good balance. It's also, you know, it's this whole kind of girl that working at a magazine in the fashion industry. There's like photo shoots and like these little montage thingies that you know from like Gossip Girl or shit like mm -hmm. that, you know, with like New York City skyline situations and like cool bar footage. And um, you also learn something at the same time. And I, I think it's a really good show to turn to when you, you're really exhausted just from the day. You can't, you know, you, you can't always watch Unorthodox. You cannot, like, not every night is made for that. Not every night is made for Tarkovsky's hilarious. If you <laughs> oh, know my what God. I mean. <laughs> but actually, I have a question yeah, for please. you. So would you say that this um, show also challenges, like, white feminism? 
Um, that's a very good question. I think yes, it does. Yeah, because okay, so I watched episode one, mm -hmm. and um, I I have to say I watched episode one, but I was not fully like concentrated mm -hmm. on it. Like I started it at my boyfriend's yeah, house. Yeah, you don't you have know? to. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I wouldn't say I gave it like a full like chance yet. Yeah. So I'm still open to it, yeah. and um. Like, I think it's really interesting because in the first episode, like, there was this girl who was um, a Muslim f photographer. Yeah. And um, they asked her to be featured in it. And yeah. she then refused at some point. And actually, one of the girls went to her and they asked her why and, like, that Scarlet would be such a great magazine to, like, get exposure, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, like, she actually, like, talks about, like, being associ associated to that kind of magazine that I've like I got the feeling was like a very like cosmopolitan that's actually what it's based on like it's based style. on the memories of the editor-in-chief of cosmopolitan oh okay yeah interesting but like in 2020 yeah you know so more progressive <laughs> yeah not like that shitty not talking about putting a donut on someone's penis or whatever. Oh my god! Can you actually <laughs> like, read I just—that's like the thing that was just like kind of making me cringe a little bit yeah, when I first sure. watched it. Because also when the editor in chief came in, like I was <sighs> like, oh god! Like I mean, what? it also plays with all of that. You know yeah. what you know from growing yeah. up, where Sex in the City, for yeah. example, is such an important show, and um, but it doesn't have, or I mean like at least not to what I found and what I have been reading up upon it, it doesn't have all these really problematic tropes. Like yeah. it really doesn't. And it's more it's more more real. And of course, you know, the girls are always still wearing like really crazy outfits and like a new handbag in every um in every shot. But like yeah. it's not like Emily in Paris. You see what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's it's still like it's entertaining and also does some things where you could be like That's not very, like, feminist of you or something yeah. like that. But it's still, like, it's really easy. And it's, like, sometimes you need that, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you, 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 it's, you know, you need something brainless to watch. And I say, then watch The Bold Type because it's really, like, there's also, um, the entire crew is, like, women. And that's really cool. And, like, um. And very important. I think. And it's just, it's really, it's just really cute. <laughs> like, someone wrote. This show is easy to watch, brainless, light and fun, yet at the same time it will surprise you with something incredibly powerful. On more than one occasion during the first season, I experienced strong emotion. Hmm. <laughs> Someone wrote that. And I like, think I might, like, I'm intrigued again. It's, as I said, <laughs> it's not going to change your world, but not everything can change your world, you know? This is entertainment. This is not, like, if this was a movie, I would hate it probably. Like, <laughs> but it's a show. So sometimes, you know, I was quite shocked because I watched all seasons really fast, like one yeah. after the other. And um, it's I good mean, for in-between times. Like, as my sister says, you know, like some, th some things are for in-between where you can also, you know, cook next to it or something like that. And who can blame stuff. you? I think it's, I think. And it's, I am it's, not, I'm not ashamed. It's not yeah. my guilty pleasure. It's not Gossip Girl. Exactly. Do you have a guilty pleasure, actually, like, show-wise? Is there one where you're like, this is a little bit embarrassing? Um, I don't know. I, I would say uh, some K-dramas that I watch yeah. are just a little bit, like, 
people might look at me like weird. I don't know. Like I watch True Beauty, which is very much catered to a younger audience. So there's a lot of like silly moments <laughs> or moments where you just want to like rip out your hair because they're like, how could you do this? But um, yeah, that, I would say that's my guilty pleasure. Like sometimes just watching like um, maybe some stuff like that. Or I really love Modern Family. Mm -hmm. I used to watch it over and over and over again. And I could just not get over it. Um, and I love Gloria. She's just amazing. <laughs> She I was so that. cool. And um, yeah. Um, but yeah. I really want to watch Bull Type. And give it another shot. It's just because, cute. Um, That's all it is. You know, it's like non-committal. You can also stop and not watch a few episodes. Yeah. doesn't really matter. But the characters, like I just really like the characters and I like their friendship. And I liked, you know, like to see modern like women and what they're driven by. Because that felt very like real to me. The issues that they had felt really like relatable to me in that sense. And not everything, you know, and like... Yeah, I just I just liked it. It's nice, and it um it's I mean it's very recent, you know, since mm -hmm. it's being produced. Like season five is being produced right now. Actually, I th I think in season four there was already it was talking about Corona at one point or something oh, like wow. that. So it's really you know it, it it deals with the the issues of our time, and I think that that's interesting to see because I feel like you rarely see that in a, this type of show. You know, that's like gossipy and brainless and not trying to be something. You know, that's like super woke yeah, or whatever. It doesn't yeah. try that, um, but it's still I think especially for younger for a younger audience as well. Um, Like when I was like 15 or something, as you said, I watched Gossip Girl and that shit is toxic. Like that's yeah. not great for you to watch at all. I think this would be a good show for, um, as you said, like my 15-year-old self would probably yeah, yeah, enjoy yeah. it. Because um, I don't know, like I actually I never was really navigated towards this type of show yeah. ever. Like I used to watch um, Pretty Little Liars at mm -hmm. some point, but then I was like... Mm not that into it and then later i actually tried watching gossip girl mm -hmm. but then i got really scared of all the girls at school that would say they love that show and <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. i got kind of concerned and you know like, that <laughs> just fuels really like toxic, toxic dynamics and, and it's very like glorifies all of that and this show is not like whatever. that it rather exposes and talks about yeah. that particularly you know and like uncovers um like those those kind of tropes and like those narratives that are really really awful and yeah. um i really i really enjoyed watching this show and also if you like shows you know that are set in new york city to give you like this little metropolitan um instead of watching sex in the city which is yeah also like, like controversial yeah. like they say some they say some insane things. things like i get shocked every freaking time and yeah. uh like <laughs> there's like people on tiktok posting like clips That are and they're all captioned. Why Carrie sucks? <laughs> yeah, but you know exactly that, and like the bull time doesn't have yeah. that. And I still, there good. is something about this type of show that's really comforting, and that mm -hmm. on some nights you just you just you need that, or at least I do, and I think a lot of other people do too. So I would say give this a try. It actually just came to Netflix like last week, so mm -hmm. I'm quite surprised. I'm really relevant with this little pick here. And <laughs> the first few seasons just um, appeared on Netflix, so you can watch it there, and otherwise you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Um, let me know what you think about it. I really like 
it. And I can't wait for season five. It's going to be good. Awesome. All right. So now we're moving on to the next show and the last one that I will be pitching today. And it's not actually a whole show. I'm recommending one episode, actually. Oh, I'm so curious. I have no um, idea. Because I think this show gets a lot of reputation of being very dark and scary and unsettling, I would say. Like, not necessarily scary but unsettling <laughs> and it has a lot of themes that um might you might make you feel very uncomfortable and i think no not a lot of people give it a try and then we'll never come across this wonderful episode and i'm talking about black mirror because <laughs> sure. um yeah i mean i've i tried to get so many people to watch black mirror uh when i was in high school and a lot of my friends would say no i cannot after watching the pilot they were Fair I'm enough, done. but the pilot is really not representative for the rest yeah. of the, the show, I think. <laughs> but um, yeah, as maybe if you've seen uh, Black Mirror, it's pretty dark and there's very few happy endings. Like most of the episodes, after watching it, you feel kind of crappy and scared that this might be our near future, right? True. But um, season three, episode four, Which called... One is that? San Junipero. I understand it. I think you've seen it. I've seen it, yeah, yeah. But I still wanted to talk about it because I've seen this episode like five times. Oh, really? Yeah, it was actually so important to me back when I was in high school, especially because I was kind of struggling with my identity and to have such good representation on screen. And I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but like there's this very common trope online and and not online but like in the film world i would say and uh, which is like called bury your gaze trope and essentially <laughs> in u.s like film history there's only like 16 couples that survive and have a happy ending it's so insane and um <laughs> yeah Absolutely like hundreds of characters who are part of the lgbt community are just killed off <laughs> all the time for no like good reason and or they're there to like help the main straight character who is usually cis <laughs> also um like i don't know have some type of development or whatever mm -hmm. um and i think this episode really was so important because actually the original um like script for this uh, episode was actually about a heterosexual couple mm -hmm. and had a bad ending and mm -hmm. they changed it it might like it's kind of a spoiler to say it has a good ending but i think it's maybe good to know because um time and time again you start watching like i don't know a film where there's lesbian representation and then at the end they're so fucking sad That's and true. um i think it's refreshing to see this and actually makes you want to watch something if you know that at the end there's like hope for who you relate to, you know, like who you see yourself in on screen. And yeah, so um, this was released in 2016. Um, I would say almost a little bit ahead of its time, almost. That's already so long <coughs> ago. Can you believe? Yeah, <laughs> five years. Uh, it was directed by Owen Harris and written by Charlie Brooker and has two Emmy Award wins. Damn. Yeah. For like best it's episode a very or good episode. It's a very good it's episode. It's a very good episode. And yeah, Black Mirror is an 
anthology series. <laughs> There's a word again. Every episode is new characters, new story, new yeah. universe. Ah, that's what it means? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> and um, it's the most wholesome episode yeah. out of all that I've seen. I've Absolutely. seen most of it. I really love Striking Vipers, if you know that one. <laughs> mm -hmm. But um, yeah, and um, basically the premise is these uh, two girls, Yorkie and Kelly, And Yorgi is kind of more of an awkward kind of girl and Kelly is very outgoing and bright and just a ball of sunshine, like essentially. And um, they meet at this beach resort town called San Junipero, which is actually a simulated... Oh, can I not... Oh, It's I like a big time spoiler, oh, I mean. Fuck. No, I need to <laughs> say it. I need to say it. I'm sorry. I Okay, spoilers ahead. If you want to watch this episode, go watch it and come back. Okay, I'll give you like three seconds. Okay, <laughs> spoilers ahead. <laughs> um, so this beach town is a simulated reality for those who have seen it. Uh, and you know it, Theresa. <laughs> I know it, I know it. <laughs> But I want to talk about it because I, like one of the reasons why I love this episode is also because um, the way technology evolves is also represented in a good way. And that is so special. Which Usually is very special. you always get like existential fears and yeah. you're like, what is it going to be like? Can I even have children? Yeah. Robots are going to take over and then they're all going to kill us. Yeah. And Or this like, one makes you actually feel like, wow, we can use it in our favor. Mm -hmm. We can use this to enhance our lives, which I actually do believe is the more realistic. And I'm so sick and tired, actually. In our study program, this like Black Mirror is so important, actually, too. Mm -hmm. Like in the first year, I remember everyone was always referencing it and talking about it. And, you know, like the negative representation of technological involvement like in, in progress is predominant. It's always this narrative. And I'm so sick and tired of seeing it because I don't actually think... Like, it's not that easy, you know? It's not yeah. like they're going to take over one day and then, you know, humanity is going to fall apart because we, we, we can never forget that technology is human-made and mm -hmm. we make this to make our life easier in the first place. And, yeah, I think San Junipero, it's such a lovely idea and I really like the concept. And that's often in Black Mirror that you're like, wow, genius to think of this, you know? So great. Um, but this one... I feel like this one is also like more of a simple idea, I would say, because like yeah, everyone but simple knows but effective, about you know? everyone knows about simulated reality and like it's yeah, yeah, like but to use it in this forward. manner, it's yeah. really nice. And um, yeah, so this is like to give more background on the story. Um, it's like supposed to be a simulated reality for elderly people. So um, actually, the city you can like travel to time, kind of. So there's like 80s. You can pick uh, the era that you like. Yeah, there's yeah. like 80s era, the 90s and early 2000s, which is so much fun to actually see the characters like go through all the eras, like outfit changes. Um, Kelly is fucking gorgeous. Like her hair and like her outfits. I was dying. I was, well, <laughs> I would fall in love too. And um, it has like critics say it has a very uplifting tone and very much so. the most beautiful cinematic episode. Oh yeah, of Black I've seen Mirror. it forever ago. Yeah. Like I really need to rewatch yeah. it. And I actually, like, since you know already a little bit about it, I was gonna ask you, like, would you look forward to this kind of simulated reality? Absolutely, I would <laughs> love it. It would be so great. I mean, really, like, this is the way to go in yeah. my mind because it also doesn't mean that your actual reality has to be bad. But especially mm -hmm. if you're like physically not top fit anymore, which is I'm actually curious to see, you know, how that's going to be for our generation, which is like, mm -hmm. I mean, we still have like 50, 60, 
more even no but until we're like old old you know like oh yeah we're, we're like i mean we, i'm our hoping bodies to be 70 to years old and like pop it like, yeah, yeah, yeah but i mean i'm curious <laughs> to see it. <laughs> drop it <laughs> no but like um i'm curious to see how that's gonna be for us because it already changed so much during the last yeah. like 10 years 10 20 years what it what it is like to be old and i wonder um how how that's gonna be yeah. for us but <clears throat> should you know i encounter physical like limitations which can very well happen i don't know yet yeah like That's a really good thing. Even though, What? do you think? I'm just thinking about like representation of like old elderly people in media. Like, do you think that this is like ageist because it's like, I you know I don't you know think what you know so. the aspect that I mean. Like, if if you know they cannot be be old, but then they have to change, and then they're young. Like, why are they not yeah. old in there in the simulation? Right? I think it's very human to want to be like in your 20s and especially but for also i mean we're always told to like our culture is obsessed yeah. with youth you know and it, that you would not like that wasn't always the case that's true and like everyone wants to be old like become old but no one wants to be old mm. this way around you know like no one wants to die but no one wants to be old either okay so for this episode i think it's important to take into consideration what your condition is I um Yeah, so she has a condition which would, like, impair her. Like, she wouldn't even know what she would look like if she was old, you know? Oh, okay. So um, I, I think it's okay. I think it's fine. Maybe you can even pick your age. Who knows? But it is represented as young people. But I wouldn't necessarily I never view thought it, of it like as that such before, a but big now, issue. Yeah. But maybe I'm just like young i don't know <laughs> because it kind of like reinforces that when you're old you can't have yeah, a good time right that's true like only in like um, uh, an alternative alternative reality in the yeah. simulation and that i don't think is true i think you can have a blast when you're elderly yeah i think honestly maybe uh actually i am really interested in this like virtual reality um mm -hmm. stuff so i did some research apparently like by 2045 something like that they are expecting to have fully immersive like simulated oh, reality and we're only 45 at that point yeah so you know i'm really looking forward to just you know maybe even like if yeah you when consider, we're like 70 that's like in 2070 that's yeah scary. if you consider even like um today like there's the coronavirus You should be quarantining. You're supposed to. Oh my god! <laughs> I haven't thought of this in a long. You're time. supposed to stay home. Like, imagine if we had virtual reality like True. that, and everyone would be willing to stay home, and we could just like hop on to virtual reality and enjoy, like, go on a vacation. And in two weeks, you know, like maybe the world would not be, be fine. Like, yeah, <laughs> be fine. Oh, oh my. I but really also, obviously, not everyone would have access to it. Yeah, like, I think, like, yeah. I'm, I think in the beginning, it's going to be very, like, exclusive very, or and whatever. Very expensive stuff, yeah, but probably. I'm but then, I mean, we know how it went with day. smartphones. Like, you know yeah. how, how expensive they were, like, when they first came about. <laughs> iPhone keeps getting like, more expensive for some reason. I yeah, don't but know. everyone has, like, a smartphone now. That's like, true. It's really not, there's very cheap ones out there. I now. mean, I'll take virtual reality even if I look like an avatar. Like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like, I will be, if I'm, like, if I have to pick Mario Kart, like, Mario, you know, what's his name? Mario from Mario Kart? <laughs> 
Mario and Luigi. <laughs> Whatever. Teresa <laughs> 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 was looking at me like, "What the fuck are you saying?" <laughs> I like a car. Sorry, yeah, I was fine. playing Mario Kart before. This I don't episode. know anything about Mario Kart. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. I played like twice. When I <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun. Anyways, um, so yeah, this is the episode. Um, it's only sixty-one minutes. So it's, it's like a small film, you know? Yeah. So I think everyone should go ahead and watch it. Give Black Mirror another chance. And I'm after glad this, you recommended this one because I think a lot of people have already forgotten about it. And this mm-hmm. is like a nice little reminder. Like, ah, oh, that, that was really great back then. Go watch it. Yeah. And yeah. it was a, such a big thing for L- the LGBT community. Yeah, I remember I can imagine, yeah. like back in the day, I, I was on Tumblr a lot and stuff. And everyone was so into it, yeah. especially because there's like this show, The 100. Yeah, big, yeah, yeah. Big letdown. I, I'm telling you, like everyone was rooting for it, I and know, then I know. something happened, and you know, and then we had this to would you say that this is lean f- our like, heads on? Was this like one of the first positive lesbian representations that you've seen ever in your life? Do you g- recall the first like positive representation that you you saw? I would say this is like the first like that I can remember. Yeah. Because I don't know. I don't think I've seen a lot back then. Yeah. Wow, those footsteps are <laughs> loud. <laughs> but um yeah, I don't I don't really remember. I watched the L word at some point, yeah. but I don't know how positive that representation was. It's kinda like the lesbian sex in the city. Yeah. And I was like when I watched that it didn't necessarily make me feel more confident. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, I, I think this episode would be great. If you need like a little comfort and see something that Agreed. really gives you hope, I think this one's great. So, yeah. And also, um, Kelly is actually bisexual. So that's also awesome because, you know, bisexual identities are not really that represented. It's usually you're this or that. Agreed. Nothing mm-hmm. in between, as one might say. But um, I think that's this is great because she, I like... She talks about it, and I think it's really important because sometimes, you know, like I'm in a relationship with a boy right now. That doesn't mean <laughs> that yeah. the other part of my identity is like gone now or yeah. it doesn't mean anything. So, um, yeah, really nice episode. Go watch it and enjoy it <laughs> and might make you cry, but maybe not, actually. Like, it's just nice, a little bit like make your heart like feel a little bit tight, but it's really beautiful. Ah, this the episode should end here. That would be so great because I still have <laughs> oh, one, no. but it's not that hopeful. Oops, it's a little oopsie. brave, huh? Um, you're gonna be surprised, I think, okay. because movie wise, if this was a movie, I always like to think, uh, then it would probably not my cup of tea. But for some reason, I really like this. Um, the show that I'm gonna recommend now is like a crime mystery show, and it is by far the best one that I've ever seen in my entire life, and it is Broadchurch. Have you ever encountered it? No. Okay. I've never heard you even talk about that. Yeah, I don't what? talk about it a lot, but it's it's amazing. It was recommended to me by my beloved friend Helena. Like, shout out to you at this point. You and your mom, <laughs> you watch <laughs> it just for David Tennant's sake. And I understand David that. David Tennant. Yeah. You know who that is? That's the, like the Doctor Who guy. Like, um, he was also in Harry Potter. Ah, the one that was in... Um, Scottish. The Yeah, the... Guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's really amazing. He's a very, very, very good actor. And um He has a he tiny face. I don't know <laughs> how to like he looks And David Tennant tiny. and Olivia Coleman play 
two investigators, Cute. Ali Cardi and Ellie Miller. And they're like the duo that um, tries to uncover the murder and investigate the murder of the murder. What the, the murder? Fuck? The murder of a young boy <laughs> in a small coastal town, which is called Broadchurch. And um, because of this murder, there's a lot of media frenzy that starts to happen and that threatens to kind of tear the community apart, one might say. <laughs> yes, I was just looking it up. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. if Olivia Coleman is in it, yeah. it's a winner. <laughs> yeah, there's three seasons um, and it first started in 2013 and it ended in 2017. And um, So it's completed? It's an older, yeah, okay. yeah it's, it's done. Um, and this is one of the only shows, I'm telling you, where season two is better than season one. Even though the murder is like uncovered and okay. like, you know who did it in the, f the ending of the first season, season two, in my opinion, is better than season one. Does because season one still have an influence on season two? Yes, very okay. much so. Very much so. Because this emphasizes rather than like, you know, horrible um, circumstances of the killing or something like that, it rather emphasizes mystery and human emotion and i've never seen like a tv it was actually like a tv you know it, was, it actually showed on tv it wasn't made mm -hmm. for streaming it was like linear tv um and this like drama really explores the emotions of so many characters that are living in this town i've never seen such a nuanced and layered analysis of exploring what it means you know if a little boy in a community gets murdered and no one knows who did it but everyone knows that it was one of the people in the community. And it shows, you know, what kind of effect that has on the family of the boy, the sister, the teachers, everyone. And then starts to, you know, the peace in the community is completely disrupted. No one trusts each other anymore. And it's also just really horrible, you know, like to, mm -hmm. and they, they deal with the <clears throat> grief and they deal with the mystery of not knowing. And it's all these awful things and then having to state it to journalists that, you know, won't leave your house alone because they want to report on the, the happenings while you yourself are in grief because you lost your child and stuff like that. And it's very much about human nature and just the tragedy that is the murder of a child. And then in the second season, it's also about the, the justice system and what public opinion can do and it's about what responsible and what irresponsible journalism is and I think who has what responsibilities in a case like this and it's about the failures and about the frailties and it's about the flaws that the entire like social and political system might have and it's about how we we treat each other and it's about also flaws of human nature and failures that we encounter mistakes that we made and how we try to deal with that and i this is one of those shows after you start watching one episode you cannot stop like you cannot and one one episode is really 48 minutes it. it's so good elizabeth it's so good really and like also olivia coleman you know and david Tennant, they're brilliant they're so such great actors like and they're really dynamic together they work very well together and olivia coleman plays this really cute like a little bit 
they they play really contrasting like it's a really contrasting duo and um david Tennant, you know the scott like he was always wearing like a suit and he's this really serious guy that that's coming from the big city and now to this small coastal place which he finds is completely you know like under his standards and he's much better than that but and olivia coleman who is the local um investigator knows everyone in the community grew up with them like they you know it's like the the guy at the bakery is like her childhood like her kindergarten friend or something like that and they're a very like um very different duo but the, somehow their relationship develops and develops and um they become a really great team and it's really nice to see and um yeah the show is really good <laughs> it's really really good also my beloved Phoebe Waller-Bridge makes a little appearance oh. in season two um, and also, I think I just really like British shows. She always actually. like with Olivia Coleman. Do you think that they look similar? No, I think they look identical. They look so similar. They could be like, I don't want to say something wrong or mean or something, but they could be like mom and daughter, in my opinion. Why would that be mean? I don't know how old Olivia Coleman is and how oh. old is. <laughs> I think they look very similar. <laughs> um, well. I don't agree. <laughs> I was looking at it like a little weird, but um, I, um, I don't know. I think they look very different, but also okay, whatever. Then it's just whatever. Me. Like, but <laughs> I, I think there's just something also about British humor, which is also in the mm -hmm. show that I, I just really like a lot. That yeah. resonates with me a lot, and then I just think it's really funny. And there's something about, yeah, just like the the way. Like I th I feel like in in British shows and uh, films, they all the characters always have really particular faces. Like you know, they, and also I feel like in like Britain they always have like a handful of actors and actresses and they just appear everywhere. Yes, like, like Fleabag. I feel like I'm <laughs> yeah. looking at the same cast. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, this sounds so interesting actually because um, as you already know, and maybe the listeners don't know, maybe I mentioned it in the par in part one, but. I am an avid true crime lover mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I'm always very um, interested in hearing this kind of story. And I think it's really important to actually talk about the effects of the pressure that comes for the people who um, like experience the symptoms of the murder or like the crime, whatever happened. Because I think we should really talk about that like and how much it can affect lives and ruin lives um, if the press or just the system is not doing what it takes and maybe even enabling more grief. So I think it's really good and it made me really want to watch it. Like since It's so good, really. You're like, even talking a little really, bit really, really, really good. about like the fact that uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridger is in it and everything. Mm. So I feel like it may could have a little bit of like, does it have like funny moments? I think so. I mean, it's a, a little bit of a lie. <laughs> I watched it last year during lockdown, okay. and that was like my number one activity. <laughs> I watched all three seasons, um, like in like I don't know four days or something, because it's so compelling to watch. And um, cinematography is also very nice. And um, yeah, in my opinion, like if you make a crime show, this is what it should be like. Like these are my standards. This is what I want from that. Nice. If you I will decide to do it. watch it. It's so good. Sure. It's so so. I want to watch it with you. Actually, I, I would love okay. to rewatch it because I already forgot quite a bit as well. <laughs> okay. um, it's I'm down it's to very watch good. It. Yeah, let's 
do it. Cool. <laughs> okay, so now I have it. a lot on my list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, if you guys want to like track whatever you're watching. Wait, this is not sponsored. Why am I doing this? But whatever. TV Time is a super great app to like kind of share your thoughts on stuff. And um, I have a friend. Shout out to Lori. <laughs> she loves this app. And <laughs> every now and then she kind of gets me to use it again. And uh, just log my um, the shows I've seen and like kind of track how much time I've spent. And once... I commented on something and I got like over a thousand likes. What? I got like 6,000 likes, I think. Something like that. And I was pretty proud of myself. <laughs> this is so <laughs> trivial, but whatever. Um, yeah, and... Ah, uh, that was for The Society, right? Yeah, The Society. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah. great show. One of the only shows we watched together, yeah. Like, it's with Toby Wallace. I like Toby yeah. Wallace. Unfortunately, there's not a there, lot it's, Corona, unfortunately, destroyed it. any like, prospects of a second season. There's yeah. no second season coming. Not they, at all. No, anymore. not at all. They oh. confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, this show like had such a great start. It was very good. It was very good. Like, I mean, yeah, it's quite tragic. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but if you want to watch um, season one and kind of like regret that there's no reg- season, two. regret <laughs> that there's no season two, like kind of be edged, <laughs> I would say, yeah. uh, then go watch it. I guess it's really great. Um, yeah. And there's some great actors in it too, but uh, yeah, I was in love yeah. with Grizz. For a long I was time. in love with the other guy. Uh, he was so hot. I don't remember the name. <laughs> oh no, the really like <laughs> gross yeah, the one. really disgusting one. I don't know why I liked him. <laughs> he was just really yeah. It was but, yeah. Um, this was really fun, Elizabeth. I yeah. liked it a lot. This was a fun little special. Yeah, let us know if you like this. Like we're going to do movies again as yes. I said last episode for sure. Like that's our main focus and that's like what you can expect from this podcast but maybe every once in a while you know like if we've seen something great again we will maybe let you know. And as I said right now Indeed. I'm not watching anything. I only watch the Late Late Show <laughs> <laughs> and Saturday Night Live and like I, I'm really on a comedy trip right now. I'm watching yeah, a lot of I comedy like stand up specials on Netflix Maybe that's too why you're on a good like mood. That. Do you think so? Am I that simple? Like, just watch some comedy, always happy. <laughs> I mean, I if know. it makes you feel positive that's things, true. it manifests in the rest of your Yeah, that's mind. correct. That's true. So but I yeah. think, actually, you sh- we should all Watch more comedy. Some time into... Yeah, because, like... good comedy, sometimes yeah. There's I a lot of bad comedy out there, too. <laughs> <laughs> no need to say that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, I think... We should end it now. We're almost at one hour again. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was a good time. This was meant to be like a 30-minute podcast every time, but we have way too much to talk about every single time. We have time. a lot to talk about, <laughs> indeed, yeah. So, all right. all right. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. I enjoyed doing this with you today. Yeah, have I had a, a lot of fun as well. Have a great rest of your day, of your week, whatever you're doing right now, dear listener. And, um, Thanks for listening. Find us at Roomies at the Movies on Instagram and yeah, where yeah. you're listening to Slim Radio. Thank you so much for making this podcast possible. Yes. And we love you all. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>